I shaved my beard last night. Yeah, I liked it better the old way. Uh. Beautiful. Green, green. I mean, orange. 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 <laughs> vote one, filled foot. Yeah. A vote for the foot is a vote for justice. The kindest suppression you'll ever experience. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. But then there's the little star at the end just to cover a bit, you know, just in case. <laughs> Martin Feld, crushing politely. Every one of his statements has a little asterisk next to it, but it never has the other end to tell you what it means. Just like those annoying things that you always see where they always put the little one or the symbol and you're like, where's the damn symbol? When you find the asterisk or the one or you go to the footnote while you're turning the pages, he comes up behind and goes, ah, with the knife. That's how it works. Exactly. Well, you distract Can't be trusted. You just put the stars everywhere. <laughs> uh, in the foot we trust. <sighs> yep. In foot we trust. All the currency is just coins with feet on both sides, which makes it impossible to do a coin flip. And he did that on purpose. (laughs) Foot or foot? Foot. He wins, you lose. I like the idea of a filled foot currency, actually. That would be good. I I can imagine that. I actually think that I'd get behind that. Well, no, what you would have, if they were coins, you would have a foot on one side, you know, the whole head and tail situation. On the other side, you would see the person who was being crushed underneath the foot. Gotcha. I like that. And that would be you too. They'd be weighted just so that their face is always down. <laughs> and talking about currency, someone's actually decided to spend theirs on our long game. Who's that? <gasps> would you be talking about OnePrimePlus.com by chance? Absolutely. Wow. Well, I hate to break it to you all, but not only did we have a new OnePrimePlus edition last episode... Now it's like a trend. It's a trend if it happens twice, right? Is that is that fair to say? Yes. I think we're trending. Yeah. Well, we're pretty trendy. Yeah. So, yeah. so now we've got, and I'm going to go ahead and pass it to Andrew to actually say the name <gasps> so that I don't have to screw it up. <laughs> Andrew, who is our new OnePrimePlus.com extraordinary member? I'm so excited you handed it to me because I love this name. I don't know if I say it right, but I like saying it in my head. Mm. And this, now I'm going to say it out loud. Pottybock. <laughs> That's how I imagine it. That's ex- <laughs> that's exactly in with those inflections. That's how I say it. It's in my such head a as fun well. word, Poddybok. Hello, Poddybok. Do we have any idea the meaning behind that, or what is? I reckon what, where that. Came? Yeah, I've got something. Okay. So you'll notice that Poddy. Yes. Poddy. It's sort of a in, in a rearranged. It could if you move some letters around, it could be iPod. I like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Right. Okay. So I think, and then you've got Martin's attention. (laughs) So then you've got the bock, which is just B O Q. No, no U after the Q, just a hard bock. Right. So I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to rearrange those. Show title. And I'm going to apply the Qantas Airlines rule, which also doesn't have a U after Mm. the Q, but allows it to be Mm. Qantas even without the U. So Mm. I'm going to call him iPod Quab. That works. Yeah. Okay. That is something he didn't. They did not expect uh, when joining that their name would be rearranged and given this new light, but I like it. So well, I imagine that- it backwards. Just it's even funnier because then it's Quabby Dop, <laughs> and that just sounds amusing. 
<laughs> or Bach reminds me of the sound of the letters in Baroque, in which case rearranging to make iPod would mean that it's an iPod fully just loaded with Baroque music. Wow. Oh, wow. I hope okay. he's got that classical bit flipped, you know, so you don't get the, you know, it merges the things. You know, there was that, that toggle. You've got to be careful. The track, yep. the track management, so it flow from one to the next. If you're, if you're listening to Baroque music, you don't want hard cuts. Now, Jason, you're pretty excited because we get to do something kind of called Gaming Corner now. Yes, because you are a hardcore gamer now. It's true. That's yeah. been established. I just have Dorito dust on my fingers permanently, just mm-hmm. wiping it on stuff. Just, yeah. And then Mountain Dew just running through the veins. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah, Gaming Corner is now a thing officially. And do we need artwork for this now? I mean, it wouldn't hurt. Mm. Yeah, okay. Maybe a tune. A tune wouldn't hurt either. Wish I could join Gaming Corner. No, just go down to your local store and pick up uh, an Xbox <laughs> Series X. <laughs> sure, okay. <laughs> Or a PS5. Those are equally available. Now I derailed you, Jason. Keep going. Uh, No, I added this sub or uh, title to the notes because you had yet another game controller in the notes. And that makes yet another trend. So this is like the week of trends. Episode 60, by the way, which translates to trends. Uh, you had another gaming controller. So I thought, well, you did that. Obviously, you're really, really wanting someone else to put gaming corner into the notes because you couldn't bring yourself to do it. You you didn't want to force that on us, but I could feel that you wanted it. So I thought I would let you start off with your hot gaming tips and news of the week. Well, I'm glad that you sold it as hot gaming news and tips like it's actually relevant to other people. It was actually just an excuse to tell a stupid story of mine recently. We love stupid stories here. Yeah, stupid stories are good. Yeah, it was a bit of follow up just on my Xbox gaming experience. A while ago, I think I mentioned that I have these SteelSeries Nimbus Plus controllers. They're like the made for iPhone ones. Yes. Still have them. They're great. You can use them with Apple TV or iPhone or whatever. And I thought I was using it recently in a context that when I reflect on it, was probably the nerdiest public display that I've ever given. That's a tall order. People have no doubt done nerdier things. I've probably even done nerdier things myself, but the fact that it was outside of my home on display, I was a bit more, hmm, yeah. Can you give us some context around what that public environment was like? It was at a tire shop. So I'll give you the story, (laughs) right? Love it already. Okay. Yeah. I, I drove into work. Everything was normal because we're kind of, you know, back at the office now, a bit of a flexible hybrid situation happening. Mm. And I got there, parked the car, went inside, working away, said hello to colleagues, working away with the team, you know, as you do in the office environment. Yes. And then colleagues walked past and went, Martin, what, you got a flat tire. What's the deal? And I went, what are you talking about? And they said, you have a flat tire. I'm like, do I? And they said, didn't you know? And I'm like, I have no idea. So <laughs> what's happened is someone's walked down the hill of the car park past my passenger side where I didn't see that I had a flat tire and I've just walked into the building completely ignorant Hmm. and they've done like a not a company-wide email but one around the building and it happened to be an email group that I wasn't part of all these people in the building know about Martin's flat tire except for him so I look like Hmm. a bit of a a bit of a goober (laughs) anyway um (laughs) two of my wonderful team members helped me changed my tire, did it up on the jack and everything, discovered that there's, you know, all these wonderful tools in, in my boot that, uh, or trunk. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Do you not know how to change a tire? I know roughly what the process <laughs> is, but I had never actually needed to do it before. So they said, we'll help you. And I went, okay, sure. 
So that's the one mechanical thing I can do. <laughs> that's the one. That's the one thing you know how to do. I know how to do that. <laughs> that's it. His list is done. A list of one. We're going to have a YouTube video uh, linked to this <laughs> podcast episode show notes with Andrew giving a tutorial about how to change a tire. Oh, Watch wow. out for that one. Okay. So I love that. He's regretting that now. I'm not doing that on the camera. <laughs> Why not? You can talk about lean manufacturing. Your lug nuts go in <laughs> counterclockwise, right? Is that correct? <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. Coriolis effect. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Anyway, <laughs> they helped me with that. We put the spare on and then I organized a time to go and actually get the tire replaced. And it turns out it was like sliced open and I couldn't see the offending material in there because it wasn't lodged. This is gaming corner, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. We're okay just that. checking. Just yeah. Anyway, at the tire shop, I thought I'm going to be waiting a little bit, so I may as well amuse myself. So I decided to take a portable Xbox Game Pass experience along with me, and I sat there with this, which will be linked in the show notes for everyone to see, the iPhone <laughs> mounted in the Steel Series Nimbus Plus controllers mounting system. And I'm sitting there playing like classic Halo with my AirPods in and people are probably walking past going, who the hell is this guy just sitting in the tire shop gaming away on his iPhone attached to a controller? Oh, that's the best thing ever. I'd be far too embarrassed to ever do that. I think the guy behind the counter was puzzled. Were these, I, um... Sorry, I'm completely beside myself right now. Um, Were those AirPods... AirPods Max, please tell me they were AirPods Max <laughs> with the cable. I'm so sorry. They were just um, AirPods ah, Pro. Damn. Okay. Well, it's funny to say just because it's not like they're the cheapest things. But um, No, yeah. but far more discreet after you've got this <laughs> this contraption in front of you. I just, I felt like, yeah. how could we amp that up? I don't know. Maybe some gigantic headphones with a cable. Exactly. But it was also just out of personal interest. I wanted to see how it would fare over 4G. Um, mm. and it was great. It was really good. Hmm. You burnt your entire month of data. How <laughs> does that controller, is that a standard feature of that controller? So what it is, when you buy them, um, and these were a lovely gift from Natasha and her fam. So the iPhone just slides in and out of this thing here. So you can see I'm wobbling it and yeah. taking it out. But then it's actually just a normal controller that uses Bluetooth. But this thing, whoops, comes out the top. Ah. So normal controller, you got those little holes. Wow. Is that what makes it a plus? Perhaps. Because I, I at one point had the regular Nimbus, I think, and I'm pretty sure I gave it away to somebody because I don't know where it is. But I was curious what the plus meant. But maybe that's the the plus. That's amazing. Wow. So you're sitting in the tire shop as you do, waiting for usually what is forever and just jamming away on your, your Halo game <laughs> on your phone on a full-on controller. Not on-screen controls, full-on physical controller. And I probably looked really weird, not only because of what I was doing, but like the flood are coming at me, like whacking me. And I'm like probably wincing every time I have to kill these zombie creatures. (laughs) I just, I I love the idea of there being like on the tire shop discord, you know, all the fans of tire shop, (laughs) they took a photo of you and going like, Hey everybody, look at this loser. What the hell's going on? He's coming for some some R55 slash 40s and look at him now. He doesn't even know what a tire is. What a loser. This is great. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you had quizzed us prior to this conversation of gaming slash tire corner, um, (laughs) T-Y-R-E, I assume. Correct. Yes. I I would never 
have guessed this. So thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> there will obviously be a note to this contraption that you were using. I was a, I was also a little bit on the fence here as you right as you were about to bring that into frame. Yeah. So as we as we go back to last episode and you dropped the bombshell on Andrew of PS no big deal got an Xbox Series X you know as you do yeah. and he basically openly wept on the show like full on true i thought is he actually going to pull out right now the other mobile gaming <laughs> controller thing that i literally was just asking about i think yesterday the <laughs> backbone one whatever the hell it's called i forget what it's even called now but i asked about that yesterday much akin to how he asked about the xbox on discord and then the next day you dropped that on him i thought you were about <laughs> to just do it again for two shows Sorry. in a row and i just i don't know if i would have been able to handle that so i'm i'm glad that it was at least something else that related but not the same so thank you for not crushing my dreams <laughs> all right and that is gaming corner slash tire corner which i don't think tire corner we we don't really need artwork for that i don't think i'm hoping that's not going to be continuing and also you shouldn't make tires <laughs> out of corners they should be circles that would be really stupid he's turning into <laughs> such a dad i love it oh man his materials come come thick and fast apparently apparently a lot of lot of like apple podcasts are talking about something this week and i don't know are we an apple podcast we talk a bit about apple stuff but i don't think we're exactly an apple podcast apple car baby here we go oh we're not talking about apple car i thought out of tire apple car will probably have tires so we can probably just link this into tire corner okay that's fair we'll perfect we'll push that for now as it is written in our show notes, WWDC 2022. Yes, that's how they generally do it with the marketing. I think that's their marketing for that this happened. year. And like, I just yeah. hear about all these, all these people doing Californian podcasts who all apparently went to Apple Park and all participated in the live event. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here in Perth, Western Australia, Martin sitting in Wollongong, New South Wales, and we're thinking, we're never going to have that opportunity. <laughs> like, so lots of other podcasts have spoken about it already. What could we possibly add that is of value to our listeners? Uh, nothing, because it's literally been a week since it happened, and it affects no one at all for at least <laughs> another month when the public betas come out. But you've been jumping on the lock screen, Bizzo, haven't you, Jason? Yeah, of course. I mean, I'm going to install whatever happens on day one, no matter what. It's pretty i mean other than on the computer i'm not i'm not a crazy person in that respect i would never uh do dev beta one on a mac that just seems very scary but yeah i i did the other ones and it's dev beta one and as with every year everybody loses their mind about the whole thing well actually no they lose their mind all year about how bad everything is then they become super positive about how great everything is while they're like within the circle. Then they leave and then start complaining again. So that's kind of the the normal routine. But yeah, I mean, it, I think it's got a ton of potentially really cool stuff. But I think given the last few years, it's like you got to wait and see, A, what's even going to actually make it in because a lot of times stuff falls out and don't judge it until it's actually of a quality that's worth judging 
you know, dev beta one is not when you start saying this crashes all the time. It's like, of course it does. It's called a developer beta. Some of us are idiots and we install it on day one, but I think it's got a lot of really cool new stuff in it. And I think we're now at the point where I think we thought we would be a couple years ago where things would be more or less equal. I think the Apple Silicon really helped, <coughs> excuse me, really helped start to get the software closer together. And I don't mean feature wise, but just things working together like camera continuity and a lot of the stuff between iPad OS and Mac OS where the M1 is in, but well, I know we have M2 now, but like the M Apple Silicon stuff is now starting to show us a little more of the benefit of that platform when everything runs the same Silicon now. And I think we still have a long way to go and it's probably only going to get cooler going forward, but something like the continuity camera where you just say like, this is my webcam now and you throw it on top of your thing with doing nothing. That was not going to be a thing that was super possible back with, uh, Intel chips and arm chips. Like, yeah, you could probably make it work through just software, but having this hardware be so tightly aligned is going to be super great going forward. I'm pretty excited about that continuity camera thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I have a decent, Logi webcam on my monitor right now, but I think it's a great kind of admission from Apple that whatever kind of webcam you shove into a laptop lid particularly is going to be limited by physics. And a lot of people in the tech sphere complain about the quality of cameras from Apple or other companies. But if most people's best camera is the phone that they carry and you can make a secure or stable stand, whether it's for desktop or laptop use, I think that's fantastic because- Yeah, I agree. And if you already have it- Yeah, people aren't going out and buying them generally, no. I think the same way that maybe no, they the, used the to. No, the message is not go buy a $1,000 iPhone to have a webcam. It's like yeah. you're, at, you're in a meeting, your phone's just sitting on the desk anyway. Just toss it up there and use it. Why not? That's it. And I think the case is probably more so for you know older- quote older machines or just yeah like a laptop camera is never going to be as good so i Mm -hmm. I mean i i have the imac camera and i don't think i go through a single meeting without somebody saying how incredible it looks and i'm like i don't like yeah it's fine and um yeah so i just think a lot of these things starting to be more tightly integrated is is nothing but good if you're in that you know having all of the quote ecosystem Well, I will just say quickly, one thing that I'm particularly excited about is the stage manager feature. I know everyone's probably already been speaking about this, but did either of you see a piece that John Gruber linked to called Shrinky Dink? Yes, I did. You saw it, Andrew. I thought it was fascinating. There's this guy who, uh, what was his name? I'm just going to check quickly. Mr. Shrink E. Dink. (laughs) Yeah. That's it. But he said that he was working at Apple during the Intel transition around 2006 (laughs) and they were working on this feature, which was shelved, which has kind of been used again or inspired to make Stage Manager. And I think Mm. it's obviously I haven't used it yet, but I'm really excited about this idea of some middle ground for the iPad and the Mac where you can focus on an app and pull ones in and out. I think a couple of people in our Discord said that they thought it looked a little bit clunky and that might be true. But the idea that you can have this thing in the center and then just go, oh, I can see what would otherwise be invisible on the iPad because the Macs always had that overlapping thing, which some find messy, some don't. But you get this idea of what's running, whereas the iPad pushes those things to the background, Mm -hmm. a strength and a weakness. This is kind of, I think, an exciting opportunity to kind of shuffle the cards around. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to try it. I 
I don't, I don't have an iPad that can actually run it. I, I oh. immediately installed, I dragged out the old 11 inch iPad pro and installed the beta and then was like, wait, how do I, how do I get it to go? And then remembered, Oh wait, this is M1. <laughs> I don't have that, that version of iPad. So I can't really play with it right now, but I sure. would be intrigued to see what it's like. It seems like it would be better than what you're able to do right now in terms of hmm. managing multiple things at once. Cause that, the, one of the biggest strengths of the iPad, I still think is the fact that it's one thing in front of your face all the time until oh, you sure. go to a different thing. But there are definitely those use cases where having the ability to kind of do, if you want to call it multitasking or whatever you want to mm. call it, just having multiple things of more closely available to you. If you don't need it, don't use it. But if you do need it, it's nice that it's there. Yep. Yeah, not necessary, but icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the iPad mini 6th gen is still the best iPad ever. So there you go. Sure. Love it. That's WWDC. Um, nothing to say because really nothing happened. I mean, we saw slides, so we'll see what happens in the next few months. And public betas are in July, so I do love the new lock screen stuff, though. I think that's a definite good step in the right direction. As long as they fix that settings app. Fix the settings app? Yeah. The, in the phone? No, in on um, macOS Ventura. Oh, yeah, system preferences settings thing. Literally the least big deal in the world. Yeah, I'm sure they'll get around to it. And you're in set like if you're in settings that much, I don't know what you're doing. (laughs) Jason, you haven't lived until you've maxed out the number of printers you can add to the list. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Andrew, I'm saying in the topic pool here that um, you have your own security detail. Is that correct? Before before we get to that, I actually have some breaking news. Beep, 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 oh, wow. Beep, oh, yeah. beep, break, beep, break some news. Okay. Break it. Uh, we just had a delivery to the house. Okay. Xbox Series X. What if it was? <gasps> it literally is. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering. I saw him come in with it. I completely missed that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Is that the... They just throw that on your porch like that? Yep. Look at that. It was in a bigger box. Oh, it was in a bigger box. Okay. Okay. I need to take a screenshot, everyone. Big smiles. Commemorating this moment for Andrew. Wow. Look at you. Show's over. See you, everybody. I got to go. Got to go set this up. So this will actually be my birthday present. Oh. Did you buy it on a family member's birthday? Just to be clear. <laughs> a birthday present for me. No, my, 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 <coughs> my birthday is coming up this week. So we'll put that into storage. Oh. And it's actually not really for me. It's really for kids, but you can't give sure you can't give a kid sure a is. present like that. No. He says up- that as he sets up the account to sign <laughs> with the controller passkey in his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah still now this is for you. I just want you to know it's mine, but it's for you. Yeah, it's, it's, yes, yeah. really. That's right. But if you want to use it, you have to ask me, and I have to unlock it. But I just think it's incredible that last week Martin did the grand reveal, and then this week literally. The postie dropped it at the doorstep while we were this recording. This is even worse. We just talked about it five <laughs> minutes ago. Uh, it Australia Post actually delivering on a weekend, no less. Kudos, Australia Post. Boy, I, re- I really want a Mac Studio. <laughs> Anybody? No? It, <laughs> it comes out of the ceiling. From the heavens, it descends. Yeah. So, wow. That's, uh, wow. Well, back, you know... Quick swing back to tire corner. Congratulations on the Xbox Series X. 
Yeah, that's fin- now there are two th- two thirds of the podcast have Xbox Series X. So and like and one Martin, third has PS Five. Like Martin, it is a it's a pre owned, reconditioned one because that's the only way you could find them in Australia. So I'm yeah. fingers crossed mm. it's appropriately in, in good nick. Okay, so we went back to gaming corner, and then now we're back out of gaming corner and back into security detail corner. Yes, security detail. Wow, this has been a wild ride. Also, we're like far over time, I think. So we'll make it work. Martin's editing. I had the pleasure last weekend of meeting, very briefly, but meeting Australia's new Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese. People may or may not realize my wife is kind of in the political game. She is at a state level. Albanese is obviously federal level, but they're of the same party. And Hannah and Albo <coughs> have known each other for. A long time so we were there because she was a state parliamentarian did you call him that when you met him i'm uh, assuming not i didn't no i think i said prime minister keep it appropriate but what struck me was so this is a gathering of there was like probably it wasn't just us you know it was a bunch of people and volunteers and supporters and all that so it was people who it was a sort of an invited affair not totally public but it was held in a public location so there were probably 200 people that were like officially there but because it was in a public location other people would just kind of wander by and go oh look it's the prime minister and they'd kind of join the the circle surrounding him as he was giving his speech and all that kind of stuff and tune in and what i thought was fantastic is that i dropped hannah and the kids there and then i drove off to find a parking spot because it was pretty chaotic you know, trying to find parking. So I found a parking lot spot and then like legged it for 10 minutes to get back to the event. So I had no like formal, yes, I'm I'm a person who should be here. I had no ticketing, nothing. I just wandered up and joined the crowd. And at no point was I challenged by security, asked to move on. There was no There was no gated entrance. It was just you're in a park and you just wander up. And there was security and there was police and all that kind of thing. But it was fine. And I found Hannah and joined her and all that. And I was just wondering, and I just thought, this is awesome that we are in a country where you can have the prime minister and no need for, you know, high level security. There's no metal detectors. There's no sort of one point of entry and exit. And it was just so straightforward. And I just thought, this is so nice for the way that we run things here. And I love the fact that it is as safe as that. You know, I never felt threatened, like was never looking around my shoulder going, oh, geez, what's going to happen? Yeah. So, yeah, it's um, it was really cool. And the only one thing I can reflect it on, when I was in the US one time, I was at an Army versus Navy football match at the Washington Stadium. At this event, Obama turned up at halftime or something to do some sort of thing because it was army versus navy and that's a big event jason you'd know all about that right oh yeah absolutely being from the air force mm-hmm. yeah big and you know i'm big into rugby so go army <laughs> go navy <laughs> yep it was really cool be you know filled stadium i'm always amazed they're able to play a full game of football with an army of one i just i've always found that to be fascinating <laughs> it was a really cool thing lots of people don't say but i remember So Obama was obviously entered in and he was down at ground level and we were in the, in the stands and that kind of stuff. And 
there was security detail and secret service freaking everywhere, right? And you knew, like, you just looked around and you had the guys with the little earpieces and you're like, you, you knew that there was an important person about to turn up. And it was just interesting, you know, that's my one experience of sort of the US president, if you like, and just the difference between Australia's head of state sort of thing, and then the way the Americans have to do it. And it's just a, I think it's a cool reflection on Australia that we're still so sort of egalitarian, open and safe that we can have an environment like that where people can just come up in close contact with their elected representative. And I thought it was nice. I have a question for you, Andrew. Given the fact that you are now rubbing shoulders with PM Albo and you are a live broadcasting expert, how long is it before Western Australia's preeminent basketball personality has his own security detail? Look, I think it's probably getting close to that point. And he has an Xbox now. So, like, the target just grew. That's true. The target on your back is, That like, is very true. <laughs> Put yeah. a chain around this thing. Uh, yeah, so it could look, it could well happen that I get that security detail. I'll be okay with it. I uh, I saw the photos and I'm still skeptical that this event actually took place. And there's <laughs> one main reason for that. They seemed uh, faked and photoshopped, first of all. <laughs> there was, uh, well, you laugh, but the reason I say is because you missed, the reason you missed it is because you're so in the trees already you just can't see what's what's going on right so mm. there there he is in the photo what is he wearing not high viz faked <laughs> yeah he was actually in my backyard in new south wales and you just stole the photo and made it look like western australia there's no way he was actually in Damn. wa without high viz see those those are the little details you miss when you're too far inside yeah you should have got some outside consultancy on that we're also heading to his electorate later today to go see a movie. We, uh, you know, drive through, see his face everywhere. <laughs> really? You're that close? That's not a joke, actually. You're that close to it. Yeah, it's in, um, like, in a West or something. Where are we going? It's uh, Leichhardt is where the uh, the movies are. It's in Sydney. And that's that's where he's actually based. So the last time we went to a film festival there, it was just Albo's face just staring at you with this big smile, <laughs> like, vote for me. Was there any sausage sizzle action going on at this event? There was. I missed it because I had to park and park the car and walk. Mm. So I missed the sausage. Yeah. I did get a slice of cake at the end, though. So that was good. Congratulations, cake. Mm. Mm. Which was, what kind of cake was it? It was chocolate with uh, mm. cream icing. It was quite nice. What, did Albo nice. just go and raid the local Woolies for a bunch of mud cakes or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. The $5, <laughs> $5 Woolie mud cakes. <laughs> Like you, you chuckle and, and Jason's laughing, but that's like Australia's general go-to cake. Am I right? You go to you go get the Woolies mud cake exactly. if you're desperate at the last minute. Yeah, or something. That's that's that is the go-to. But no, we did have a cake, and the kids, uh, I think it was David, got a slice of cake, and it was the one that where Albo had cut a slice, like he'd done his Ooh. single cut, and then you know shuffled off, let somebody else deal with the actual divvying up. David got the slice that the knife that Albo held had helped cut so there you go so david has officially been knighted is what yes I'm that's right it's equivalent okay. to putting the right on the shoulder it's the same i mean it's a cake thing it's a sword it's fairly simple. so our newly elected leader basically said let them eat cake and walked off that that bodes well <laughs> in terms of history <laughs> it'll be fine uh, <laughs> yeah. so yay democracy yeah too bad about the sausage but maybe next time there's always another sausage uh, <laughs> There's too many show titles this time. <laughs>
Anzac biscuits. Do you prefer soft or hard Anzac biscuits? If you had to choose, if no medium option were around, which way do you go? It's an easy answer. I want I want a crunchy one. I want a hard crunchy. You want a crunchy I Anzac. I knew it. I knew he was going to go that route because he just he's just that kind of guy. I don't mind then if you dunk it and it becomes soft and then you can kind of almost suck the coffee back out of it. And then munch the, yeah, the softened point. biscuit. That's okay. But softened straight out of mm. the packet, like, no, that's yucky. Mm, good point. Jason, do you have any thoughts? Are you big on the Anzac? Uh, I would go with a medium. <laughs> a medium. Yeah, I, yeah. Th- that would be my choice. But if pressed, I wasn't quite sure which way to go. But, Andrew, you make a great point. I don't like to be pressed. You, want to, you don't want to be pressed? I don't Pushed want to be slightly? pressed. No. Okay, no pressing medium. or pushing. Mm. All right. Good answers from both of you. I feel like you're missing out on Anzac cookies. They're really good. You just call it an Anzac cookie? Did you say cookie? Isn't it a biscuit? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, shit. Mm. It is a biscuit. Oh, boy. Oh, man. There was a recent thing that happened to me where there was a piece of software that I found I have used in the past specifically for work, tried to use it for other things, never worked out. Now that I am at a different working environment, picked it back up again and find that it just is the best thing ever for specifically work. And it made me wonder if either of you have had experience like that, where there's an app or a service where you use it for a specific thing, maybe personal or work. And yet you think, well, surely this will work for the other parts of my life. And it's just like, it doesn't. And I don't even know if I can explain why, but I just found that to be very strange. And the, I'll tell you what the software is, obviously, so you have some kind of example to go off of. But the thing is uh, Workflowy, hmm. which I'm sure Andrew is aware of. It's, it's a, an outliner. Uh, outlinery thingy, which I find absolutely no use for in my personal life whatsoever, even though I feel like I should. But for work, I've just I find it is the best possible thing for keeping track of notes. And I know I go on and on about craft constantly, and I love craft, but for some reason, from a work standpoint, workflowy just works. Ha. Huh. I don't know. It's a weird thing, and it came up the other day, and I was like, holy, holy crap, why am I not just using that again? Because every other time I've used it for work, it's been brilliant. And I started using it again, and it's, surprise, surprise, it's brilliant. Has that happened to either of you in any respect, uh, Andrew Go? I guess? I just want to break down Workflowy just a little bit more because it's an outliner and I get excited. Uh, do you... Um, oh, yeah. Ooh. Are you categorizing by day or by topic or by meeting? Should I just send you a screenshot of what it looks like? Okay. Would that be helpful? Yes, it would be. Okay. Let me open up messages, which takes four minutes to load. You need Intel. Love it. it. Still waiting. Still waiting and shared and send. That is my, I don't know what you call it, Bloop. the bar on the side. Oh, yeah. Okay. Dracula theme. That's on brand. Daily log. I like to see that. So, yeah. Okay. I, uh, yeah. If you don't have a daily log, you need to get checked out. <laughs> I use craft for my daily log these days. Do you? Interesting. Yeah. And in actual mm. fact, to answer your question, I might even say craft is that product. Where I'm using mm. it quite successfully for work, mm-hmm. but it hasn't... And nothing for personal. Hasn't, it, I tried it for personal, but it just hasn't stuck. Mm. Um, and I think I've already got solutions on the personal side. I, 
I still use Dev and Think. I'm sorry, Jason. I just do to keep all my archival material and forms and receipts. You put notes in that. Is that you actually write notes in that? No, not interface. Very rarely. Very rarely in, do I write in notes. Quotes. Mainly, okay. I, I am keeping files, and that's what I find for personal. That I don't actually write a lot of notes for myself, other than the journaling in day one. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of where that happens. I have. Where would you jot down? You know, oh, I need to remember that my tire size is this because I'm going to the tire shop to play Halo. Like, where would you put that? <clears throat> that's a good question. Actually, I'd probably put it in OmniFocus. Probably like you know on the. Oh, just as a tire. go get tires, PS, here's the yeah, size. Yeah, okay. that's probably where yeah. I'd keep it. And, and so I do, okay. have, and in craft there are a few little random notes like that, but I just don't think to use it. So I think whereas craft for work, I am using the heck out of that. I've got backlinks and meeting mm. notes and daily notes mm. and everything in craft. Got to have a backlink. For that. Yeah. So that's working well for okay. that. Nice. So yeah, that's probably my answer. Also, of course, Microsoft Teams. Well, yeah, that's more of like a forced situation. Yeah, and like I typed a bunch of messages at home mm-hmm. in Microsoft Teams and it just went and, and like mm-hmm. there was nobody at the other end. It was just me. <laughs> For your, your home Teams <laughs> yeah. account that you've set up. <laughs> well, I had to get a Microsoft account and they gave me a Teams in- instance. Guess what, family? <laughs> We've got Office 365 at home. And everybody's like throwing <laughs> rotten fruit at you. Can you imagine that? If I said, all right, kids, we're all going to... Set up your team's account. <laughs> Everybody get into the Excel doc. We're setting up the meal plan. And it's just like, oh, Well, actually, given given the fact that Andrew forgot the name of his own child, the who feature in Teams would be great. So he could That's, type in David and then see his profile on Office 365. And then you could see what your organizational structure is. You're like, oh, okay. He's one of my direct reports. Got it. That makes sense now. <laughs> now, who's the, who's, the, who's the CEO of the family, though? Is it me or is it Anna? <laughs> you better go check your corporate directory if you have that question because I think everyone knows already everyone add the groceries and into the team wiki it's <laughs> just constantly dad so is it a team meeting or are we part of a team or is this chat called a team what about this as a team and then you have to go into well the, the word team in this concept <laughs> This area means eight different things depending on where you're at. And why is chat separate from team? I still don't understand that. I do not have an answer. <laughs> What's I the have difference? An answer, but refer to the earlier episode with uh, yeah. team. I still discussion. don't understand it. You've told me and I still don't get it. <laughs> chat and a team the same thing? <laughs> yep. You would think. <sighs> you would think. But look, as long as you have fun occasionally and make everyone sit in the gallery view, so it looks like you're all in the same room facing away from each other while you talk. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> That's ideal. You really want to make sure everyone's looking 100% away from each other. It makes no sense. It's like, everyone, we're going to be in the same room together, but as if we're watching some theatrical performance (laughs) looking straight ahead. Like, someone from Microsoft completely misunderstood how in-person things happen. (laughs) Maybe that's how they actually meet. (laughs) They all go into a room and just face Do not look at my face. Do not look directly at my face. Look away. That's so good. Uh, Martin, do you have an answer to this weird, I guess you could call it a question. I think it's more of a curiosity path. I I hope I'm going to answer what you've asked. For me, it was the power of when other people are using something. So in my old job, when I used to work in Sydney, uh, the boss there was really interested in getting Slack to be a thing. Hmm. And we all got on it, but people were used to email and it didn't really work. And I saw the potential of it, but 
never got to use it to its full potential. Similar thing with Discord, where at that same job, there was this intern who came in who said, Discord's the future. You're all losers for being on this other social media (laughs) stuff. And I went and I looked at it and I went, this gaming thing, like you are such, sorry, but you are such a nerd young person. What what would you know? This Discord thing's never going to take off. This is the guy playing Halo at the tire shop. Exactly. Who is now on Discord with his nerdy friends doing a podcast. So, but it's funny how at the time, not everyone was using it or it had limited reach, at least here within work or kind of friend contexts. But the moment that, oh, other people are using it and you can see the instantaneous convenience or the way that it connects a group with a common or niche interest. Yeah, now they're two tools that I absolutely love. And by extension, like Andrew said, Teams as well as an email replacement, uh, they're apps that I thought, oh yeah, they seem useful, but here we go. Now they're part of my everyday. And even mm. things like, I remember years ago, I got Pixelmator, the kind of Photoshop alternative or equivalent, but never yeah. really had need to do it. But as my work has changed, or I needed to do more of those things using Pixelmator Pro now, it's one of the apps that I use the most on my computer to do stuff day to day. So it's one of those things where you see that it's useful or maybe a good tool, but if the people aren't there or the utility isn't there, then you move on but they came back around for me Hmm. this is sort of a tangent a little bit but you mentioned both slack and discord Mm. and having used slack extensively now at work which i never really used it before except for a while there slack was kind of all over the internet and like everybody's like oh join this slack join this slack join this slack Mm -hmm. and then you had like 50 slacks and then you're just like i can't i don't even know what to do with this anymore and you just close the window but (laughs) I, yeah. I use Slack for work now and Discord for for really just for this show. And mm-hmm. I really do feel like for me personally, it's a personal thing, but Slack very much does feel better suited for what I do at work versus Discord being more of the, I guess you could call it f- fun stuff. I, I don't know. It just feels like those two naturally fit for me in those two worlds instead of trying to they also to sell it that way don't they they sell yeah, it that way do. it's like this is mm-hmm. the gaming fun fandom area yeah. this is where work mm. can be done yeah i i don't know like i i would not personally i don't think want slack to be both my work stuff and the like sure. hemispheric views show channel thing I, for me that just wouldn't work i don't know mm. maybe others feel differently like oh discord's the worst you should move this whole thing over to slack i i would be interested to know that i guess if if people feel that way but i feel like Discord just fits what we're doing better for this type of thing, the community type. I of really stuff. dislike Slack. I don't like it, and I don't, Do I don't understand mm. it very well, and I get frustrated by it. And also, when I load it, I just, I get deflated. I load it and I look at it, and I'm just like, huh. it just feels very staid and boring, and difficult to, to get into. Yeah, I think what I like about it is the integration stuff because it seems like it's so extensible and the amount of just crazy things we have built to do things automatically and if this happens, other stuff can happen based on what's integrated. That part, I think, would never be as possible on Discord. You know, like there's Discord bots, which I I find to be nothing but madness. (laughs) I wish there was actually ways to have plugins for discord because the bots are just they're inscrutable i i don't you have to like hire you know a 15 year old kid to be your discord admin to run all these friggin' bots because they just they, but that's what this intern thing was like that i mentioned it yeah. was like look at this cool thing that he is i'm like all right 
cool. Yeah, whatever. And yeah, that sounds very, I don't know, old man Unix guy or whatever, but it's just like, it's not good. As much as we, the, you can make the bots and stuff work, it's, I don't like the solution personally, but that's a different story. But, but okay. these tools to me, they, you know, we took years to get there through social media pain and all of the rubbish with, you know, Facebook and, you know, news feeds and algorithms and stuff, but just a nice place, whether it's for work or friends or a shared fandom where you just go, you have your group with a common interest. And if the notifications get a bit out of hand, because these apps can be quite complicated, it means that you can go, don't care about these three or four channels, only notify me about that one or when someone says my name. So it's complexity or ability to customize just means that you can be bothered as little as you want. And I like yeah. that. Mm. Yeah, I do. I, I agree. All right. Well, we agree. That's fun. That's like, there you go. I mean, if we don't, if we're agreeing, that's probably the best time to stop, right? There was three good titles that I already uh. heard in this one and i hope that i that's the one thing i keep forgetting to pull out as i'm listening to it is the damn title well i just assign it when i edit it so i don't even let you two have a i know i know look in. i never think about the titles i just leave it to you two i never it never even crosses my mind well, there we go so when andrew edits jason chooses the title and when i do it i get to decide everything it's very <laughs> different paths that i take on notes depending on who's doing it because really? on yeah on the on the martin side he me out of a title choice so he just takes it he just takes it from me like like you get nothing oh you like that candy and then he just like smacks it out of my hands yep. so i get nothing on that i get to pick a title when andrew does it but the other thing that happens is that when andrew does it he does seven thousand chapter markers <laughs> and martin does like three <laughs> So when I go through and do the timestamps, it's like on a, on an Andrew week, it's like, oh shit, here we go. I do a bunch of chapter markers. It's true. I do and a then, few, but not as many as Andrew. Sometimes. No, you yeah. do very, you do way less chapter markers generally. Um, I love chapters. Than, than Andrew does. Yeah, I can tell. Like someone breathed, insert a chapter marker. Exactly. It's like when you read a book. I always prefer a book with short chapters. Yeah. Because you, know, you can read five chapters and stop, you know, but or you can read one chapter and do it quickly. But if you've got a, chap a book with a long chapter, you're just committed. you just got to grind through. Andrew will just be going along and he'll be like, oh, chapter, and then just put one. <laughs> and it's like, why'd you put that? I don't know. I just thought of the word chapter. That last word rhymed with chapter, so I just put one. I haven't met a chapter lately. Chapter. <laughs> so, yeah, he's like chapter guy. <laughs>